Welcome to the Tech Diva Success Podcast. This is a short weekly podcast that focuses on tools, processes, and best practices that truly fuel success for women in technology. We thank you for tuning in, and we hope you walk away with at least one best practice that will help you level up personally or professionally. What can you take action on that will make you 1% better? This show gives us space to grow that amazing potential you have inside of you by bringing you guests from all walks of life and allowing them to share their success secrets with you. I'm your host, Nicole Scheffler, and I consider myself a tech diva with over 15 years experience in a technology career. And I'm committed to sparking tech diva success with my collection of various books, podcasts, and projects, including our other podcast, the Diva Tech Talk podcast, which is all here to inspire you and is dedicated to women in technology. I know you're going to love it. So on with the show. Welcome Tech Divas to another great episode of Tech Diva Success, where we hope that you leave 1% better. And that is almost guaranteed today because we are with Alicia Thorpe. She is a mindset mentor and what a great place to get 1% better. We underplay the importance of mindset. She is constantly guiding others to bravely step into their personal power. As well, she's a mother, a wife, a lover of coffee, so she wins many points in my book. She's a yoga instructor, and it has also been a part of two best-selling books all around women empowerment. So you can see her. She has a great social media presence as well, sharing her gifts with the world to help make them better from what she's learned, which is really what life is about. So thanks for coming on the show, Alicia. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for that introduction as well. I'm excited to kind of dive in and really, like you said, help everyone get that 1% better because why not have some empowerment right here, right? (laughs) Yes, that's what it's about. It's so cool for me because I get to interview so many wonderful women and men alike like you that really offer these gifts to the world. So we're just happy to have you on the show. I found in talking with you so many things that we have in common. I think the love for mindset and the power of the mind is again, something we want to talk about today. Let's just let you kind of share some things with our audience. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, like you said, I am a mindset mentor and I absolutely do love coffee, which you can see definitely all over my social media, but that's just a small part of the many things that I love. Um, But being in the mindset world has been really fun. And I help to guide professional women to really, you know, gain clarity, rejuvenation and live a really like rich lifestyle. And through yoga is how I get to do that and interconnection and just really embodying the mindset instead of just always thinking about the mindset. It's really being present from the heart center and allowing that to, to guide others to really change and transition and transform any piece of their life that they feel like that's what they need to do. Sometimes for the geek in us, we struggle to wrap our heads around this fluffy, sometimes we'll call it woo-woo, these woo-woo principles. So can you help connect the dots between the tangible side of mindset versus this theoretical side, just to give some help to our tech divas? Yeah, I mean, it's really important to balance out 
what you're actually doing in your life and being present in what you're doing in your life. So a lot of time, like we're busy moms, we kind of run on autopilot and sometimes being busy is worn as like a badge of honor and it shouldn't be. So when you're getting back to mindset, you're able to be more present and be more consciously aware of what it is you're actually doing. And as a mom, as busy professionals, you can kind of forget minute to minute what it is that's going on. So if you're being more present and you're being more aware, you're purposely creating your life. And that is exactly what I like to teach. And that is exactly why I'm just so passionate about talking about mindset because you are living it. You're not just, like I said, saying affirmations or, you know, thinking positive thoughts. That's part of it. And that's amazing. If that's where you are, then keep going. I'm not saying don't do it, but it's really feeling it and being able to be present in the mindset piece of it and, and growing that way and living a life that's very conscious and very, you know, purposeful for what you want to be living your life like. Yeah, sometimes you can you can get overwhelmed and sometimes you can get, you know, frustrated, but just bringing it back to the present moment, it really kind of helps to guide you in the right direction. Great. Well, I'm eager to hear you speak more on this. So share some more about mindset for us. I feel like there's, I mean, there's a lot of spots where you can find mindfulness and mindset and all of that in your you know, day to day. You know, a lot of things that we talk about is, is creating alignment and then releasing mindlessness, if that makes sense. So if you're creating alignment and you're living in an aligned state, it basically is you feeling good with everything you're doing. And we are told by society that, you know, it's, it's hard to be a mom and it's hard to have a job and it's hard to, you know, run your own business. It's, it's too hard. You're too busy. There's so much going on. You have to do everything and nurture everybody. And I think just you know, generationally, that's how we saw our parents grow up and our parents' parents, you know what I mean? So when you're trying to make that transition to live in alignment with what you actually want to do, bringing mindset back into that will help guide you to turn off the noise and come back to yourself and feel centered and grounded. And that's where mindlessness would come into play. Because sometimes you're just talking about things that don't make don't make sense and they don't um, feel good to you. And it's just something that you've heard or something that you've read, or you're comparing yourself to somebody else. So having the, the idea of mindfulness in your day to day, it takes all that extra, I like to say, you know, BS out of your mind and, and really allows you to recenter, refocus and come back into the present moment, living in alignment with where it is that you want to be going. And with all of that, you're talking about massive change in your life. So you're releasing, you know, stress headaches and you're releasing anxiety and you're starting to feel good about what you're doing. So you're starting to release guilt. And these are things that have all built up. But when you change and you transition and you know that you're going to make that mindful choice to live life in alignment and turn off the noise and and just get rid of all the background nonsense that people have been telling you then you'll start to feel physically better. Your, your mind will be better and more clear. And that's where you get the clarity and you feel rejuvenated. And then you dive into self-care. So, I mean, I could just keep going on forever with that too. So that's also something that we don't uh, appreciate in our life is self-care. And it's self-care is not selfish. How are we supposed to pour into other people 
if we don't pour into ourselves first. And that's a huge factor in, again, releasing all of other people's expectations. And it's, you know, it's, it's a very important piece of, I think it should be daily, your daily uh, activities, I guess it would be an activity. <laughs> and it, it, as parents, we want to show up, we want to be present, and we want to be able to take downtime for ourselves to, to rejuvenate our own minds and, and our own bodies and just feel good in ourselves. And mindfulness plays a very important role in all of that. And then that inner connection piece comes in and you feel worthy and you feel confident. So throughout all of that, you're, like I said, you're releasing anxiety and doubt and stress and you're increasing your confidence. You're increasing, you know, your clarity. So you're actually being more productive and you're not just having all the tabs open, like on a computer, you know, you have everything open. You're like, where was I last? Oh, let's go back. And then you go and you try to figure out what you were doing. So when you do everything, you do nothing. That's how I like to look at it. You have too many tabs open. You're not getting anything done <laughs> and you're not being productive. And then that just turns, turns you back into that negative self-talk of, I can't get this done. I don't have time for that. I'm too busy. And, and it's just like a big cycle. And it's not necessary if you find the moment to realize like, hey, this is too much. Let's take a step back. Let's find some mindfulness and let's really dig deeper into where I need to be and how I can perform my best. And that's, again, that's why I use yoga and spiritual connection or spiritual yoga. I call it spiritual yoga because it's meditation as well. It's doing yoga practices that might not be 45 minute classes because we have a full plate. And if you aren't going to manage what you already have, how are you going to allow somebody else to come in and say, Hey, by the way, here's two hours of yoga, go sit and do nothing. Like I just know because I can't do that myself. I don't expect other, you know, busy moms, other professional women to be able to do that either. So it's bringing that mindful awareness into the moments and allowing you to get like those five minute, I would say quick fixes, but they're lifelong. It's a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong process. So if you're doing it continuously and you're doing it daily, you're going to be able to turn everything around and really be the best version of yourself and be empowered. And, and that's the whole goal of the mindfulness piece of it. And there's all types of things, like you said, that, that tangible, the, um, the spiritual, you know, all of it is, it all plays a major role. And it's just being consciously aware that you're ready to take the turn and dive in and really start to be better for yourself and your health. And I mean, you can even go into food at this point if you want it, because sometimes we eat because we don't know what else to do. And you realize you had 16 cups of coffee and you forgot water. That's not good for you either. So <laughs> I feel yes. like we've all been there. <laughs> Especially in a Zoom world. I think we neglect ourselves for eating something, feeding our metabolism, having a healthy snack that's nearby. Zoom fatigue has become real with COVID. It's because in an office, you feel like you can go and walk to the kitchen or you can go and take your lunch break. And at home, your lunch break is like, you know, saying hello to the children or helping with a quick chore or whatever it may be. And I think you're speaking to my heart with the tabs open. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> people that know me know I am a tab addict. So it was really a great reminder and analogy to the tabs in our lives and also how much technology, especially for women in technology, does drive us towards that mindlessness, doom scrolling, feeling like you wake up 
each day. And I challenge my listeners to think, what do you do when you wake up every day? Are you picking up your phone first thing in the day and scrolling and checking in? Because that is putting the impression of whatever you're consuming into your head and it's not allowing you to set intention. So that has me thinking of some questions for you, Alicia. Mm -hmm. So you talk about these great things. I think we all want that, right? Like we want to be present. You explain the benefits of it and how that's my question. Like what advice do you have to make this real? If you can give some more prescriptive steps, because it's like, I think everybody wants it. Everyone kind of in the back of your head knows it too. Like, you know, you want to be mindful, to be present, to eliminate, you know, the stories we tell ourselves, the stories that we've grown up with that are embedded into our culture, into our DNA, into our growing up, our history and self-talk, which is another big problem. So we know the problems and we know why it helps to do it. So how do we get across the bridge? How do we bridge those? So I think you really touched on something super important when you mentioned like what you do when you wake up in the morning. Are you automatically like going onto your social media or are you checking your emails? Because we live in that world where these red dots show up on our phone and you have to look at it. It's like, you know, if you don't look at it, what are you missing? But you're really not missing anything but self-love at that point. You're just waking up and you're responding. You don't even give yourself a chance to do anything. So I just love that you touched on that. I know that wasn't the question, but I thought that was very important to, to kind of lead into what I was going to say, because I am a big, big advocate on time management. And that's, that's the connection for me. And that's the space that a lot of people get stuck in because they're already doing everything. Where are they going to find the time? How many times have you said that to yourself when you wanted to sign up for a class, you know, if you were physically going or if you were doing something online, um, you have a time in your, in your notebook at 630, but then you don't get the reminder and you forget and you're like, oh, oh well, no big deal. But it's like making that promise to, to time chunk and to make a greater vision. And like, that's the, that's the disconnect. So you can never change the time in the day. You just can't. Uh, <laughs> time can't be managed, but you can manage your activities during the day in the sense of time. So when you're prioritizing, that's the piece that you need to, or anyone needs to realize, like, if this is important, where am I going to manage this activity so that I can, whatever the positive is. So say, you know, you want to do something more because you're, you're guilty. So you feel guilty for working too many hours. Well, where can you manage the time so that you can get your work done, also hang out with the kids or your husband or your wife or whoever it is, where can you do that? And sometimes you need to really get into the notebook and be like, okay, here are the hours I wake up. Where am I spending time on social media that I'm just scrolling? Where am I looking through a million different websites to figure out what I'm going to cook for dinner? Like there's just little things that you're doing throughout your day that's if you're adding it up, it could probably be an hour, an hour and a half of just sitting there doing nothing. So that's where you'll be able to manage your activities because you're going to start noticing where you're wasting your time. And then you'll be able to realize how you can put the positive, you know, the good things that you want in those chunks instead. So whether it's an extra hour that you want to get for yourself or an extra hour that you want to spend with your children or an extra hour that you feel like you need to like just... I don't know, take a nap. My God, when's the last time a mom can say, yeah, I'm going to take a nap for fun. Like no one does that. 
So, <laughs> so whatever it is, when you're, when you're making the connection where you're, me- you're messing up the time in the day for yourself, because you're wasting it, that's where you can bring in all the good things that you want to do. Cause we are busy in a way that we have full plates and we're loving everything we're doing or wouldn't do it. That's, that's how I hope people live. But sometimes people are doing things just to get by. And again, are you wasting your, your precious moments looking for a new job? If you're that unhappy, maybe that's, a, that's somewhere you can start scheduling it in and, and making it a priority. So if you're managing your activities, you're prioritizing your day, then you're creating a life that you love. You're living consciously, purposefully, and, and you're feeling good about it. And that's where people get confused is they think that they need more hours. They don't. They just need to be more conscious of what they're doing with every you know, minute and every every time they pick up the phone or they look at emails that aren't necessary or they scroll and shop for things they don't need and they don't buy it anyway because you're just on Amazon or wherever you are looking at things that that has definitely happened so it's it's just the reality of life is managing the time and realizing how to do it because you can't change the time I have the same hours as you we have the same hours as the most you know the richest person in in the world we all the same amount of hours in the day but what are we doing to manage the activities during the time that we have in our day. And I feel like that's, that's the connection right there. Yes. I have great hacks for that too. I agree with you. And it's (laughs) something that you, when you change it, you see the acceleration of the change. I love what you said about a calendar. Absolutely. In fact, I was taken through an exercise through a training that I did where he builds the perfect calendar. So they say, okay, let's take your goals. And then let's say, all right, what are you going to do each day? All right, 30 minutes, say you're doing the miracle morning or some type of yoga or breathing or meditation or taking a nice walk in the neighborhood or whatever you're doing, set the 30 minutes, right? Set the hour and then set your getting ready time and then set getting kids to school and then set it. Okay, what are you going to do weekly? Well, in order to reach my goals, I need to reach out to one new person a week. So you block it in your calendar. So it's this idea that you actually... Don't build your calendar simply with Alicia and I need to meet. We need to do a podcast this time. It's not just a reactive calendar, but you're building the perfect calendar for both things that you need to respond to everyday things. And then you're putting in the other, and then you feel like if I have extra time, then it is your free time to watch the bachelor or, you know, do more yoga or, you know, dance in the rain or whatever. (laughs) And and then my second (laughs) hack is an app on your phone that can track how much time you are spending in those applications Mm -hmm. so that you can actually measure it. I think it's native actually on some of the iPhones, but just look at what's available and see how much time are you spending on Facebook and then take that amount of time and use it to block that into the calendar for improving yourself, for reading a book, for spending quality time with your family, for calling a friend that you're disconnected to. So I just wanted to share those hacks because I'm so passionately with you on how we spend our time. So I will uh, give it back to you to see what else you have for our tech divas. Yeah. And I think that when you're speaking of like the, the way you're scheduling things or putting things in your own calendar, it's not just, oh, hey, let me throw that in there. It's very purposeful. The, the program that I have is called Rich Experience. So that's like the whole point of having a rich lifestyle and a rich experience in your life because you're making it for you. And that is so lost and so overlooked. And like I said, in the very beginning, people think busy is a badge of honor and it shouldn't be. It should definitely just be, you know, something that 
you might think about, but then be able to turn it around and be like, well, my life is filled and it's filled with the way that I, it's filled with activities I want to do and the way that I want to live it. It's an analogy to life because in life you're either proactive or reactive. You're either getting by, you know, running the mill of life or you're being proactive in life. And I think it's the same with your calendar. It just happens to be a physical representation of things that you're proactively doing versus reactive. And that seems to be a big part of mindset. Are there other aspects of mindset that we should talk about? We could go on forever when it comes to mindset and different aspects, but something that I feel like is super important right now, just to kind of throw out there is again, embodying that mindset and feeling the change and using all of your senses when it comes to mindset. Because if you're just thinking it, it's still just one area. So when you change your thoughts, that's a good thing because then you're changing your energy, you're changing the way that you're reacting to things. And that's huge. That's basically like what mindset, that's how it should start. But when you're feeling good about what you're thinking and how you're reacting and what you're choosing to then put out there, it's a totally different experience because you have the twofold from the inside out. You know, it's like my heart feels good. My gut feels good. My head feels good. I'm going to do the right thing. So when you're working with mindset and, and you're all over, you know, the, the social media and you see these coaches and these great, you know, courses or programs really kind of dive into it and see where it can fit into your life. Is it something that you just need to hear and you just need people to be positive around you? Or is it something that you're ready to do for yourself and you're ready to embody it and embrace it and really go inside and then go up to your head and then project out into your reality, what it is that you're really trying to do. And that can get lost in the sauce every so often because we want to, we want shiny object. We don't want to miss out on anything. And if there's four friends that tell you about this one program, well, why wouldn't you do it? But does it feel good? Then again, you're going back into alignment and you're going back into the noise of other people and, and what's, you know, in your, in your face, basically on social media or with your friends or with, um, you know, coaches that are upselling you on everything under the sun, but does it feel good? for you. So mindfulness plays a big role when you're feeling good, then you can get into your head the right way, react the right way, be more conscious in your life. And just, you know, if you're a mom, you're going to be a better mom. If you're, you know, a better parent, if you're um, just no kids or you have fur babies, you're going to be better for everybody. You could be better for your significant other, your family, it doesn't matter. You're going to show up better in your job, in your profession, because you're going to have clarity and you're going to feel good about it. And that's where a lot of people forget, like I should feel good inside, not just up in my mind. Absolutely. And you touched on kind of the value of coaching. And it's interesting if you take a sports player, the sports player has all these different people that are coaching them. They have like a head coach. They have maybe a specialist coach. They have maybe a physical therapist. They might have someone who teaches them strategy. And it's interesting with mindset because oftentimes we go to an executive coach, for example, in a career, like a tech career. Well, I want to go to an executive coach who's going to teach me how to move up. And that is awesome. There are amazing allies and women out there that I've trained under. So I appreciate what they've done for my life. But I think it is what you said. It's a well-rounded approach depending on what you need. So if you're really good at stretching and you really do that, you may not have to work with your stretch coach. (laughs) in my athlete example, but what you're saying and what I'm hearing is that it is important to think about how much you need from mindset 
and who is out there who can give you that boost of reminders, tools, techniques, what can give you that rich experience so that you can thrive because it takes a whole you to show up as your best self at work and in the home, uh, like you're saying. So I just love thinking about it, not as there's never going to be a silver bullet. I love thinking about it as there's not going to be a silver bullet, but what we can do is collect a coaching team of people that invigorate all aspects of your life to make sure you're bringing your whole self into what you're doing, which is really beautiful and will help us create better products, better technologies, better solutions, but better workplaces when we are spending so much time in the workplace. So I love it. Thank you. And I know we're coming closer to the end of the episode. So I want to give you some time to kind of bring some things home for our tech divas out there and leave us on a high note. So did you have anything else today? I just feel like if you remember that when you're doing too much of everything, you're not doing anything, you're not serving anyone, you're not showing up for yourself and you're barely showing up for everybody else with everything else you got going on. So really just hone in on where you can put the most attention in that moment and really just kind of shine and grow and be completely present in your life in order to live the best life that you can and be the most empowered version of yourself and just really start to create that conscious lifestyle living on purpose. And what I like to say is the more you do that, the less bags you have under your eyes. So if you're getting rid of like the headaches and the stress and the anxiety, because you're consciously living and you're living on purpose and creating that life, then you're going to feel good. And it's going to show you're not going to be, you know, heavy in your mind. You're not going to feel unsuccessful, or you're not going to create that guilt and you're going to be able just to plow through life in the most amazing way. So close the tabs, do one at a time and really just show up for yourself, be present. And that way you'll just, you'll shine. I don't know. I'm going to need uh, some therapy for tabs. I'm looking for a tab coach. <laughs> anyone, anyone? Tab, maybe I need to talk to you and get a rich, uh, rich tab life. Uh, I am way obsessed but I know where everything is, but you are absolutely right. We can feel the energy of people as well. As we start showing up on video, we are starting to sense where people are at. And it's something that can allow us to turn on our empathy and help people through. Uh, And it's also something that we own. We own what you're saying. And I think it's beautiful to be reminded of the power of mindfulness. And I just want to remind the tech divas out there that you are enough. You are smart. You are here for a reason. Each of you have a gift that you were here to give, whether that's professionally or in home. We are all just here exactly where we're supposed to be, right where we are for the right reason. And I just encourage you to own that. And I hope these words resonated with you. You are perfect. And I just see that in everybody. And I think you do too. And I'm glad that you're helping more women rise to own the beauty of their whole self and to tell themselves that and remind themselves that they are enough and perfect as they are. So a little cheesy, but I just think hearing those words is so powerful. It's a powerful reminder for our purpose. So thank you for enlightening all of us today and giving us these great tips around mindfulness. And clearly people may want to reach out to you 
<laughs> they may be looking for that coach in their life or the rich experience. So tell us a little bit about how they can get a hold of you. Instagram is my favorite new social media right now. So I feel like that would be the go-to and my name is super simple. It's alicia.thorpe on Instagram. So we have all of our episodes featured on our website where you can go into the archive. You can read more about these women. And most of all, you can connect with them. I always post their websites or their emails or their social sites. And I believe you're also on Clubhouse, right? I am. I am in Clubhouse again. Really catchy name, Alicia Thorpe. So <laughs> we've connected there and it's another testament to uh, going outside your comfort zone and trying things because I am so happy I met you on Clubhouse myself and are able to bring your passion for mindfulness to our audience today. So thank you so much. And I hope this has all made you reflect and think about how you can own some of these things yourself to be 1% better. So thank you again, Alicia, for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It was great. Thank you again for listening. And we really hope this sparks something in you that you can use to manifest more success in your life. Please give us a rating or review. We would love to see how the show has inspired you. You can also connect with Tech Diva Success on Twitter, Insta, and Facebook. We're very easy to find under that name. And we hope this episode was fire for you.